0: The number one question that people keep asking me over and over, what is it that I eat? Well, stay tuned in today's episode as we'll talk about what I eat here on Eating to Live. And welcome back to another exciting episode here on Eating to Live. I am your host, Chef Tyree, and this is episode number seven. And this one is titled, What Do I Eat? Well, that is a very big question about what I eat. But I should have titled it, What Don't I Eat? or what foods I avoid. But to stick to the theme of the title of the episode, um, what do I eat? Well, I kind of played around with different styles of, um, I don't want to say diets, because it's more of a life change. Diets come and go, but life changes are just exactly that. They're life changes. There are things that we do to change our life, to better our health, to better our situation, so we don't continue in that path of where we're heading to in that doom-gloom of diabetes world. So some of the things that I have incorporated, um, like our host the other day, um, Vanessa said that, she really wasn't um, following anybody or taking anyone's advice, but kind of researching it on her own, and that's what I've done in the very beginning, to myself as well. But rather than just doing it 100% on my own, I use the tools that are available to us. One is, you know, our um, internet or our media to the world, or our uh, our not social media but our our internet access to the world for for information and um with that we have access to a, a wealth of information that's out there in regards to uh, diabetes and things that can contribute and affect us i believe it's up to the individual how he or she may feel that um do they trust her doctor 100%? Do they feel that the doctor is leading them to the right path? I mean, like in previous episodes, like I've said, you know, when I was first diagnosed, you know, because I am no doctor. Let me just set that disclaimer out front. I am no doctor. The only doctor I am is a doctor of love. <laughs> All joking aside, though. But uh, yes, I am no doctor. But... I take it upon myself to be like a Berean. And like the Bereans did back in the old days, they researched everything. They did not take the apostle Paul's word for the letter of the of the word. They examined the scriptures when he actually quoted scriptures and say, Let's check this dude out and let's see if he is actually quoting. Is he right? Is he actually quoting the book? Well, guess what? The guy's right. So unlike the Bereans. I don't... I take things at face value at first, unlike like my doctor, you know. Well, you got to make sure you eat those, you know, avoid the rice and you got to avoid the white bread and you got to eat the whole wheat grains and eat brown rice, you know. Yeah, you know, what the heck do I know? I know, I don't know anything about diabetes. Should I, should have I dove into it and really researched back then... Um, I think a lot of us don't, and a lot of us take for granted because they are the professionals, they are the medical professionals, they are the doctors, so we trust them to lead us to that path of the rightness. But like myself, you know, I, I'm no doctor, but um, I do know my foods, and I do know as, as a chef uh, what components go together. So uh, in a sense, yeah, I'm a doctor of food. (laughs) I love to eat it, but, you know, it didn't love me back. But again, with all the joking aside, um, we as individuals have to know what we are ingesting. We got to know what we are putting in our mouth and why is it affecting us the way it is and why do we feel the way we do? So now going back to the topic of the show, what is it that I eat? Well, I eat a lot of proteins and a lot of my protein comes from either, um, salmon. Most of it's from salmon and I don't do farm raised. I do wild caught and, uh, there's a whole lot of, a whole lot of, uh, episodes in regards to that, but let's just say I do wild-caught salmon i i do uh chicken breast and uh, um no hormones uh, nothing that's been added to the chicken uh so again we need to make sure that we are reading our labels where is it coming from what are they putting into it because remember you are what you eat so if you eat that chicken that's loaded with schmidt you are ingesting that Schmidt into your body. What's it going to do to you? I don't know. Hopefully you don't grow another leg or another eye, but you have to be careful out there. Now, do people actually go out and do diligence and research foods? Eh, for the most part, I want to say no. You know, we're all, a lot of people go to that drive-thru. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not putting people down, but I understand the situation, you know, you know, you uh, we got to go here. We got to go there. You know, we got to bring the kids here. We got to bring the kids there. We have come accustomed to different things and we become accustomed to a different world where it's the rat race. You know, it's keeping up with the Joneses. You know, it's, you know, ballparks and, uh, not ballparks, uh, hot dogs and, uh, and chips and, and corn dogs and things like that. But, but going back to, uh, staying on topic here, I eat, uh, chicken that is harmonic free or, uh, not injected with any hormones. Um, I eat, uh, I was, I said free range, wild caught salmon, free, free range salmon. Um, my, those are my proteins that I eat every once in a while. I would venture to a little bit of light pork. They call it the other white meat. Um, I kind of stay away from beef because it's really hard on my system to digest. That's not saying that you can't eat it. Um, like I've said before, everyone is different. No two people are the same physically as well as mentally. Um, but food reacts different to certain individuals. I mean, like Dennis from Beat Diabetes on YouTube, he's he echoes the same thing he says not everyone is the same you know what a piece of bread may react to him and he can he may only go up you know 10 points on his glucose uh, meter but for me it might jack it up 100 points so it just depends on where he is at in his uh uh, his level of pancreas where his pancreas at i remember i mentioned about how our pancreas is I believe that in uh, one of the episodes, I mentioned that w- our pancreas is, is like a car with a warranty. And when that warranty is expired, that's when parts begin to break down. Because either we drove too many miles on it, now we've got to change the tire, we got to replace the battery. Well, our bodies are the same way. Our bodies were designed to live between 70 to 80 years. That's what our bodies were designed to. So now if we ingest all these things carbohydrates and sugars um yeah uh parts of our body liver pancreas kidneys they're not going to be functioning as as they were designed to and pretty soon we're at the age of 20 30 40 and oh guess Uh, guess what buddy uh you're a diabetic what yeah that's what happens so uh To go back to that episode, yeah, our pancreas were designed to produce insulin for so many years, and that's between 70 to 80 years. But when we overload our bodies, way overload our bodies with carbohydrates, well, 20, 30 years of age, and you already need a, a replacement, but we can't replace our pancreas. So we become diabetics, and so we have to watch what we eat, or we have to inject ourselves. So I'm getting sidetracked, but staying on target here. Proteins, wildcat salmon and, uh, harmonic, hormone, hormone-free, uh, chicken breast. Uh, another thing that I like to eat are greens, greens, greens. What are those greens? Well, we love to eat, uh, romaine, uh, green leaf lettuce, uh, collard greens, uh, um, Uh, We like to eat some okra, um, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, uh, mustard greens, um, kale, uh, all those veggies are so good for you. They're so full of vitamins and they're so full of nutrition that our body really loves. And of course, you know, there's always some carbs in these foods that we eat. We can't really stay carb-free. That is my goal. My goal is to stay under twenty carbs of uh, twenty grams of carbs per day, and, and that is because I am a type one. Now, a type two may be different. A type two may be between sixty to eighty per day. Now, and that go that goes to say that we need to test ourselves constantly, test ourselves to see where we're at. When we eat that breakfast with the family and we decide to go and have that pancake, you know, we have to match our portion size. One pancake, a couple of eggs, a couple of pieces of the bacon. Well, how most of it is protein except for that pancake. Well, how did that pancake affect you? You should have tested yourself before and half an hour to an hour later, where are you now? Are you like really high? Do you feel funky? Well, those are the things that diabetics must really uh, um Implement into their lifestyle to see what food does to them rather than just doing this Well, they go eat the pancake. I think I want another one. Oh, it's all you can eat pancakes Oh, give me another stack and before you know it they're 100 200 and then their logic is well, you know what? I'll just take a I'll just take a pill and, or I'll inject myself and that's the remedy Wrong. I keep saying this over and over because that is the wrong mentality And I say that because I used to be one of those guys. So yes, that's the wrong way to do it. So here I am to try to teach you the right way. Now, greens and vegetables are good for you. Are are there some vegetables that I avoid? Yes, I avoid corn because corn is loaded with carbohydrates. So I need to stay away from corn, though corn is a vegetable and it's good for you, but it's not good for me and it's going to affect my sugar level. So um, now going and sticking with the vegetables, there's a a lot of, there's cabbage, uh, there's just so many vegetables that you can choose from that are so good for you, but you have to incorporate those in your diet. Uh, uh, Like Vanessa Rose said, It was very difficult to uh, teach her family and bring her family to eating the way she did. Uh, Bringing, you know, uh, vegetables and broccoli and Brussels sprouts and okra. You know, now I love those things, you know. A little bit of uh, some grass-fed butter on that bad boy with some Himalayan salt. A little bit of uh, red, pars- uh, red uh, pepper flakes. Oh my gosh, you know, it's a uh, green beans. Oh man, I have a good recipe on the YouTube channel, Eating to Live channel. Oh my gosh, and it's been amplified to, I call it the green bean uh, 2.0. Has ha- I, haven't, I haven't aired that yet, but I modified it. It, it is... My family, when I make that, oh, they love it. They love it. It is so good. And there's few calories. Um, The carbohydrates are almost very, very, very low. So, but the good thing about eating those greens, though you have carbohydrates in them, for example, I eat a nice lettuce. And after adding the avocado and my spring mix, what has, you know, arugula and all kinds of good stuff like that. Uh, cucumbers you know I may be up to 15 grams of carbs but when I start adding or subtracting excuse me the amount of fiber that all these things have I could be down to two grams because the fiber and this goes into a whole other episode the fiber it becomes a negative to the carb because of the the solubility or the of the of the fiber and how it works. And that's a whole other episode when we get to the carbohydrates and um and fiber. But they become negative points. So if you are 15 but most of them are greens, uh cucumbers and squash, and then you're thinking to yourself, "Man, I'm almost like 15 20 grams of carbs." Well, start minusing the fiber. And then pretty soon you're like, "Oh, dang, I'm only 2." Yeah. And then when you eat it, you're not going to spike, including myself as a type one. When I eat a nice, healthy salad, my sugar does not spike one bit. In fact, what happens is it begins to lower. Even though I'm eating a salad, um, there's a lot of uh, things that make those bowel moves. And that is our fiber. But um, going back to what I eat... Um, We talked about protein and we talked about greens and now we're going to talk about fats. Now, I put a lot of fat in my body and you may ask yourself, hey, wait a minute, doesn't our uh, USDA government pyramid say you got to avoid the fats? Well, yeah. Bad fats, yes. And that's a whole other episode about good fats and bad fats. The fats that I eat are olive oil, coconut oil, uh, avocados, olives, though they may have fat, but they are a good fat. And since my carbohydrates are at a very, very low minimum, And most bodies run on carbohydrates because what carbohydrates do, they turn into glucose. And glucose, as remember in episode one, it is our fuel to run our body. Well, I don't run on carbohydrates. I call carbohydrates the unleaded fuel. My body runs on premium, high octane, super jet fuel. Well, how do I get that fuel? Well, your body begins to convert... A different source. Your body goes into a. Your body goes into a transformation. Well, the body says, "Hmm, he's not giving us any carbohydrates. What are we going to do?" Well, your body is a miraculously, miraculously designed instrument that the Lord has made, that He's able to go and have the fuel that's been stored in our body, which we call. You know our jelly our love handles or wherever we have our stored fat that's where your body stores it for a rainy day so your body begins to tap into those resources hey look at over here we got all kinds of krabby patties let's go in there and so pretty soon you start losing weight even though you're eating but you change your fuel source you're no longer depending on the carbohydrates to turn into glucose and glucose to power your body because that is, it is the energy that fun, makes your body function and run. Now you got a different source. First, your body's going to tap into the resources that, you, that, that your body stored from the excess carbohydrates. Because remember, the carbs that you consume turns into sugar and sugar that is not used in your body gets stored as fat. That's how we get those jelly rolls. So by eating proteins and greens and good fats, eventually the carbohydrates that were stored and turned into fat into your body begin to be uh, used by your body and implemented as fuel. And once those are depleted or come to a very minimal, when you start ingesting proteins, greens um, and um, uh, good fats, Another thing that I eat is uh, um, some good seeds, some good nuts, uh, uh, walnuts, almonds, uh, pecans, uh, uh, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, uh, watermelon seeds. I mean, those are all good. But again, everything that I'm telling you about is in moderation. Just because it's good for you doesn't mean you got to go crazy and go feed on the on the on the plain like a cow. No. We got to keep our our, our got to have self control. Does just because an uh, an almond's good for you doesn't mean you got to eat the whole bag? You know, a, a nice a nice little handful in your pocket. You know, snack on it as you go. It's good for you. Things that I recommend. That's basically my diet, and a lot a lot of water. Eight to twelve cups of water a day, or for me, that's like six to seven. Uh, containers of water water is the key to flush out those impurities to keep you hydrated Uh, avoid the sodas they're just loaded with unnecessary uh, empty calories unnecessary amounts of sugar that you are ingesting I try well in fact I don't try I do not eat any sugar that's one thing what I eat what I don't eat I don't eat any sugar what, what sugar I put into my body, it's going to be uh, stevia, and that is the only sweetener that I use. There, I don't use artificial s- sweeteners like uh, Splenda or, or uh, the little light blue one, whatever that thing is called. Equal, uh, the little pink one, saccharin, whatever it is. Yeah, well, I forget the names, but I don't I don't use substitute sugars. Uh, I don't use any agave. I don't use any honey. I just use strictly. Stevia, and um, like I said, test yourself on, on on these things. Avoid table sugar, avoid artificial sweeteners because that's a whole other animal about sugar and what it does to your body and how it fools your mind to think it's sugar and does the opposite effect on your body, on your body. Whole different show. I don't eat sugars. I don't eat carbs. I don't eat bread. I don't eat corn. I uh, I, I avoid the foods that are simple carbohydrates like for example tortillas are, are considered a simple carb unlike a complex carb which will be like a nut or a whole grain. I don't eat too much grains but when I do I make sure it's, it's loaded with uh, um, flax seeds and uh, good source of nuts. Uh, believe it or not there is a company out there, and there are no sponsorship to me, but I, I got to give them kudos because it is one of the best breads out there, and it's called Dave's Bread. They make this bread that it's just loaded with nuts, and it's probably the only bread that I ever eat. If I'm going to eat anything, like uh, if I'm going to make a sandwich, of course, I don't use two slices of bread. I get one slice and cut it in half, and, and I'll make uh, my BLT, whatever sandwich I'm going to make out of it, uh, with my meats and my greens and my avocados on it just because you are a diabetic doesn't mean that you have to stop eating all the foods that you normally did my advice like I told my friend Paul over at Spectrum Furniture down in uh, Temecula down by Marietta I recommend if you need any good furniture head down there and tell him that uh, Chef Tyree sent you down there Paul Spectrum Furniture I talked to my brother and I said um, he asked me one time about why why is it that why why didn't you eat the the, the hash browns I think I talked about this in one of my episodes well well I can't because it affects my it affects my sugar and you know he did a great job in in cutting back on his carb intake and lost a lot of weight because like I said your body begins to take that stored energy which we call fat it is stored energy and it begins to utilize it and um use it in your body and convert it into uh, glucose in your body and you know it's energy that we use to run our body but in a nutshell that is what i eat that is the nutshell sort of say of the things that i consume a lot of water i can't say that enough a lot of water and water doesn't mean drinking a lot of iced tea no that is not water even though it's made with water, but now you're ingesting too much caffeine. It's going to make your heart race. I'm not saying you can drink iced tea. If you could, you know, keep it at a minimum. But your main drink should be H2O, pure 100% water. Um, you'll feel so, so good. Uh, avoid the sugars. And once you start cutting sugars off, yeah, you're going to go into a, um, uh, uh, like a junkie getting off his high because your body's going to crave that trust me trust me when i tell you when when i when i was off the sugar man i was like our heroin addict i mean i don't know how a heroin addict it is i never was that never was on that stuff but but i'm just saying it's like you know you crave it and you look at it you know there's some people in the house that that just that that bring naughty stuff in here and you're looking at it like oh man that's going to be so good but you know what i do i cheat if there's like one of those uh what do you call those little teeny things? Rochelle chocolates, Ro- Ro- chocolate Rochelle, whatever. I can't even pronounce what it's called. So what I do, because I crave it so bad, I'll pop that sucker in my mouth. I'll chew it up. But rather than me swallowing it, I spit it out. So I kind of fool my brain thinking like, oh, he did it. He's actually eating it. So my brain thinks like, mm. my my taste buds are saying, oh, wow, he is eating it. But I spit it out so I don't put it into my body so it's not floating around into my bloodstream and um, causing havoc. But anyway, in a nutshell, that is what I eat. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode of What I Eat here on Eating to Live. I am Chef Tyree and thank you for joining me.